All right, you made it all the way through your birthday, your birthday weekend, and all that. I just took you out for your birthday lunch. Happy birthday, Harrison. I can. I have the text. How was your food? Did you enjoy your food? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, we went to Urban Plates. Shouts to Urban Plates. Urban Plates, their slogan? The opposite of Applebee's. Yeah, Urban Plates, an actual good restaurant. <laughs> That'd be funny if, like, all the restaurants in the world, all of them collectively agreed, our slogan is going to be not Applebee's. Or what if, like, what, there was one, like, it wasn't good, you know, it's like, like McDonald's or something, though. Yeah. Like, hey, at least it's not Applebee's. Right, yeah. No, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. every single... Every Because Applebee's, we can agree, is the worst restaurant in the world, right? I mean, it's a contender. I don't know. I, w- I don't know that I'd say worse. I've definitely been to worse. Probably. Have you? Yeah. Have you? Yeah. Name it. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. It, you can't. Well, you're putting me on the spot. can't do it. You're like that Puerto Rican governor who was like, did you hear about that? No. That was- he, was like, he was like asked, he was asked to find one, like name one supporter. It took him, like, a solid minute. Oh, so he had, like, the Rick Perry, like, oh, and I know there's another one that I can't think of right now. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, can't do it. Can't do it. Applebee sucks. <laughs> well, we can kiss that sponsorship goodbye. <laughs> Applebee's, we suck. Today's show uh, is going to be, so we're kicking off a bit of a preview series uh, with, with the Silver Screen and Roll channel here. Uh, in order to be able to keep the the, the daily pace going, we're going to try to create. We're going to preview everyone involved with Everybody. the Lakers. We are the only pro- podcast brave enough to give you a Phil Handy preview. Wait, can you and I, can we sign up for Jeannie Bus and like the Bus family? Oh, I didn't actually put her on the list, but we could do Jeannie Bus. All right, that'll be two weeks from now. Yeah, because we're maybe. going to coast us and Well, we'll see, yeah. Uh, but anywho, we are going to kick off this, this preview series. The way all of these are going to work. And uh, all of our, our hosts, we have come together to, to, to put this idea of a preview together across the channel. We are going to start with the day's news so that you get your daily fix of Lakers stuff. But seeing as we're in July, we're heading into August, there are going to be shit to talk about for, for news aspects of this, right? So we're going to start with whatever news might have dropped that day, and then we're going to go into a player, a coach, an entity in the uh, Lakers sphere. Today's preview is going to be because there is some Anthony Davis quote-unquote news. Makes it really easy to do the Anthony Davis preview. We are going to segue right on over to the Anthony Davis preview. So let's start, though, with the news, the quote-unquote news. He sat down with Casey uh, Johnson of the Chicago Tribune and said uh, about playing in Chicago, I mean, this is definitely hometown, he said. Uh, If the opportunity ever presents itself and when that time comes, I definitely consider it. Anthony Davis, future bull. That is pretty lukewarm, honestly. (laughs) It sounds like someone, like, not trying to 
Like, like if you if you really didn't want to hang out with me this weekend, and I was like, right. Anthony, like, do you want to come? Do you want to come come check out this new or like vegan soul food place <laughs> near my house? Oh my god! And um, oh. yeah, exactly. And if that was your reaction, you'd probably be like. Well, you know, let me see what Jen and I got going yeah, on. I'll definitely you know? consider yeah, it. Yeah, I definitely consider it. Yeah. If you were like, hey, let's go to Applebee's, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be the longest running. <laughs> I w- we got to keep it going. Yeah. Uh, um, so it continues. It continues. And Davis was uh, asked to talk apparently about the Lakers and the situation they're in right now because. You know, what it comes down to is the timing. The Bulls are not in a spot where, remember when the Lakers were, they they didn't even get a meeting with Kevin Durant a few years ago? They were like heat checking from 94 feet. Right. Right. So, like, they didn't even get a meeting with Kevin Durant because the timelines just didn't match up. Yeah. Now, I would argue, especially knowing what we know now, that timelines don't matter all that much given how superstars are willing and able to to Move play together and, earth, and uh, yeah yeah so timelines don't matter all that much in the same way that we thought back then the way that they that, that they did uh but anywho timelines don't match up for anthony davis and chicago bulls so he was asked about the lakers timeline currently and where they currently stand he said we stand great i feel very confident in our team and our roster i'm excited about it the league is going to be fun this year those are some boring ass quotes right yeah like the league is going to be fun this year the nba it's fantastic that's like that's like i didn't really want to do this interview right Right. It was this, this was like slipped into like the cliches of like yeah, Casey of, Johnson. I don't like you. Okay, I don't. I'm, I'm not going to imply that Anthony Davis was saying that, but <laughs> yeah, I don't know Casey Johnson. I, the, there's no way he's listening, but I I don't think he dislikes Casey Johnson. Yeah, probably not. No, probably not. Casey is like an underrated. What's a better way to like if you were first name Casey? Would you rather be KC or Casey? I feel like KC, like the letters, mm-hmm. would be like at least it's more unique. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Yeah, Casey. Although, like, maybe it's just, like, short for, like, Contavious Caldwell Pope Johnson. <laughs> and that's how he got the interview. Right. It's actually Casey P, very talented, longtime columnist in Chicago. Yeah. Casey P, like, if his first, if he, if he went away from Contavious Caldwell and then went KC and then Pope, much better player. Yeah. No, I honestly feel like he would be a better player. Casey Pope. Yeah. That's an awesome name. Yeah. Get at us, Casey Pope. Uh, if you need help with this rebrand, I'm just saying. Like, I know Clutch Sports is branching out into the entertainment division. Anthony uh-huh. and I have lots of bad ideas and some good ones yeah. to throw at This you. is one of the good ones. Yeah. This is one of the good ones. Let's talk about Anthony Davis's free agent decision. Yeah. So, like, this kind of naturally leads to, I know a lot of people, when this quote came out, mm-hmm. there are people that are like, oh, God. Is yeah. this is this Dwight Mayer version two? Like is he yeah. gonna like is he really gonna leave for the Bulls next year? And I'm here to tell you no, he's not going to. No. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put that out there. Nobody's gonna come back and find this podcast if he actually goes to the Bulls anyway. No, but no he's not going to the Bulls. He's gonna re-sign with the Lakers. I would put I would put it at about eighty five percent that he's back with the Lakers next year. Oh, so you've dropped since because I, I was listening to you on you and Pete Wait, on lockdown this weekend. I think you had ninety on that. I think he said ninety five, no, you had ninety. Oh, whatever it was. I I think I thought I said oh, so ninety this, this and he said ninety five. This quote shaking you. You've dropped down to eighty five. No, I mean, I mean, I want to remain at the ninety or whatever. Okay. I thought I was at eighty five before. I was pretty sure I was at eighty five. I might have bumped it up very at the very very end to like ninety. Yeah. And he said about ninety five. But yeah, I would be in that like eighty five to ninety percent range. I just think the Lakers look. 
we have lived through far too much bullcrap at this point to to just out of hand dismiss the worst possible thing happening. That's a fair counterpoint, actually, now that you mention it. Yeah. But I, I guess my counterpoint to that yeah. counterpoint is just like... Like, they gave up so much to get him here. I, I don't think that what they were hearing through back-channel conversations was like, eh, we'll look at it in a year. Yeah. You no, know, I, I agree. I agree. And I, I like I said, 85, that's like a higher grade that I got in any point in college. 85 is like a solid, solid My GPA grade. was higher than that, actually. So really? Not to brag, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm in a, I have a better job. Great than. student. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It didn't pay <laughs> off for me in any way, but... I got this degree, did nothing for me, but... Well, that's, I mean, you, you were putting your degree to use before you graduated. Yeah, it's true. I got, I, I gained skills from that yeah. and lost hairline. <laughs> so, you know, who's to say who's the real... But anyway, as far as Anthony Davis goes, like, on this quote, I, th- I think a lot of people were kind of prematurely freaking out. Like, is this... I don't really think that it's something to worry about, although I think both of us can agree that... If this did actually happen and he oh. did actually leave, like, this is the biggest question hanging over the Lakers season. And I don't think that it's going to be to the obnoxious variety like it was with Kevin Durant last year in Golden State. Yeah. Where he was constantly getting asked about, like, and everything was looked at as what does this mean for his future. I think that it's, like, assumed enough that he's coming back that we aren't going to have it get that loud unless they really, really struggle. Or, yeah. like, there's, like, like let's say, God forbid, but, like, LeBron suffers some kind of catastrophic injury. Then I think you may get those questions because, like, okay, well, what, why is he staying here? Then? Yeah. Um, but beyond that, I, I think that it's very unlikely that he leaves. But if he does, th- like, we are in the darkest timeline if that happens. Far and away. Because like, the this Lakers is- gave away... Like all their picks and pick swaps and players, yeah, and players, young players. All the all the rebuild that they just did was for nothing. If Anthony Davis leaves, because they used all of that capital and consolidated it into him. Right. I I completely agree. Here's the other thing. I think I'm 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 more worried about than other people are worried about. This is the circus that surrounds LeBron kind of turning off Davis even to the point where it's like, you know, I'm out. I think he wants some of that circus. Though, it's easy to he? say that before yeah, you enter the circus. It's true. And, and like, like everybody says, like, oh, man, a circus is a lot of fun. Then you go see some clowns, and they're terrifying. Horrifying. Awful. Yeah. And and I think, you know, like Anthony Davis right now is like it's walking up to the circus. This is great. This is awesome. And then he sees Dave McMenamin like dressed up as a clown. Oh, Awful. my God. <laughs> Awful. You are just pulling no punches on the press <laughs> corps today. I definitely thought a Rambus joke was coming. Yeah, well, I mean, that's another asset. That's like the that's the the lion tamer, you know. Yeah. It, <laughs> he's the he's Corey the Rambus lion. is like, AD, get your ass in the post. I'm gonna teach you how <laughs> oh to win. Oh my god, no! You got to put on 40 pounds. So AD, you you're can playing run the triangle. You're playing the three. <laughs> you you're gonna prove my Chris that's <laughs> point all over again. Anthony Davis, uh, you are guarding Kawhi. <laughs> The worst part is we can't even put that past. Rams. No, yeah, I can't. I can't sit here and tell you that that will not happen. I had a question in the mailbag asking why we shit on Rambus so much if we're locked on <laughs> Lakers. I can't believe Kurt Rambus listens to Locked On Lakers. Is my oh, hey, was my takeaway? Like that's, that was great. You're, you're an influencer now. Look I at think. that. Uh, but yeah, I, that's that's the aspect of this that I'm a little bit more worried than other people are. Is that and 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 the reason for it isn't just 
like from a theoretical perspective, just like I said about the Lakers and 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 dismissing the worst case scenario out of hand, how we can't do that anymore. It's reached a point with like Kawhi Leonard not picking the Lakers, and I think in part that having something to do with LeBron. Like we can't dismiss that now. Yeah. Paul George did the same thing to LeBron in Cleveland. Uh, Kyrie Irving asked to be traded away from LeBron. Demanded. Was ready to get surgery. In order to be traded. How bad would your workplace situation have to be for you to be like, no, cut out, cut out part of my knee. Ask me I, next I, week. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, I'm like, think, so that's the, oh. the this is, <laughs> we are definitely getting in trouble for this podcast. From someone I don't know who yet. So, but ask. So, but the reason I'm bringing those guys up is because we have now we have concrete evidence of the erosion of some of LeBron's standing throughout the league. Right now, the analogy or the the I guess counter analogy I would use there is claiming uh, Warren Buffett. Took a loss on some investment that he made. Well, he's still doing pretty well, yeah. right? So, like, LeBron. No, is still- I for one, I, I I think this is great that LeBron's embracing Mamba mentality and getting people to talk about is he a good or bad teammate? Yeah, like, I mean, now that he's in LA, this took, is what we have to took do. One year of him being a Laker. Yeah, now, no, but no, I can't I wait that, for the Devin De- Kevin. Day I don't want to. I don't want to sit and speak. Really, <laughs> that's an easier <laughs> pull the punch. I, I don't want to. Um, Sit here and talk about the worst case scenarios, though, for the entire yeah. time with it. Like, yeah, so we've outlined this now. I think that's on, we've talked about it. It's on the table. Anthony Davis could leave. That would be catastrophic, whatever. Like, I, I do think that I don't want to be the podcasters that get completely lost in the future a year from now all the mm-hmm. time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like we as an NBA. Oh, that'll media, be the second segment. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll, get to, we'll get to, like, previewing his season. This is the news peg, though. Like, this yeah. is, the, this is the, 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 the aspect of the news. We actually have something to talk about. And look, like I said. So when do you think he'll be a bull? <laughs> probably, like, 2029, yeah. 2030. Just, like, retire there? Yeah. Right. Like it's an honor to put on this number twenty. And, and he'll let Casey Johnson introduce him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think so. I, just to, to to put a bow on all of this, even while I'm a little bit more worried about the LeBron factor in this and the LeBron circus factor that this might play, and even while I I acknowledge that you know the Lakers dysfunction is something that could pop up, and you know it's easy for him to say, "Oh, I'm not worried about the dysfunction," until you're actually dealing with the dysfunction, right? Yeah. Under Ramis is telling you like which that's all folks shirt to wear, <laughs> and so like that's where while I'm nervous about those things, I'm still sitting here at 85, 90% sure that yeah, he's going like, to be back. I'm, those it's are not like, something to worry about right th- now. This is you as like uh, channeling your inner Jason kid and looking for like what are the worst case scenarios that yeah. I could then take advantage, take well, advantage of. Okay, but like I guess for you, you're just looking at worst case scenarios. Yeah, but I don't know how I would take advantage of the Lakers yeah. like just going right back to the beginning of their rebuild. Yeah, I mean it would it would make you look like a genius. No, no, that's not something even I've predicted. <laughs> that's it. Like even while I've been out there, like yeah, but you've been criticizing clean. everyone involved. So yeah. you know, yeah. like you'd look like a ge- so. I, all I I'm mean, saying is yeah. that you, the reason you're doubling down on this is to try and seem smart. Doubling down. <laughs> 
doubling down. I'm si- yeah, I'm sitting here saying that it, I'm I'm five percent lower than Pete, which is a big five percent, I guess. Might be a loud five percent, but or ten percent since you've dropped since these like comments. I'm pretty sure I went eighty five, and I might have bumped up to ninety at the very end. Of you got I'm pretty you, sure you got I was Pete it. pressured. Yeah, <laughs> Pete pressured. <laughs> All right, we're going to uh, take a break. When we come back, like Harrison said, we do want to focus still on the year. That, that is going to be for Anthony Davis. It's a fascinating one. I just almost... <laughs> we'll be right back in a second. All right, so uh, analyzing and being concerned about... Should it be red? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what the red dot means we're recording, Harrison. No, but, like, the audio's red now where it was blue before. Yeah, once you're done recording, it changes back to blue. Oh, well, see, I'm learning all kinds of new things about the <laughs> in-podcast wow. studio. You've been doing this as long as I have. Yeah, but I haven't been using this program. Oh, yeah. I've never used pretty... that program before. You've ne- Oh, GarageBand? Yeah, yeah I have pretty great. It's pretty great. Shouts to GarageBand. It's like the anti-Applebee's of, of recording studios. <laughs> really good. Well, uh, let's talk about Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis's season to be. I would. So you and I were trying to, to figure out if we were to rank most interesting seasons to be. It's pretty. From Lakers specifically. Yeah. I would even argue league-wide even, right? LeBron's last, you know, potentially final haymaker, that's. League-wide fascinating, yeah. right? Yeah, like does LeBron have like a like a Logan movie in him? Right. Uh, Anthony Davis now kind of putting his foot down and grabbing hold of, no, 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 you guys have me as a top 7 to 10 player. I want to make a case for number one. Yeah. Right? I'm coming for that number one spot. That's also similarly fascinating. It would have an entire ripple effect across the NBA. And, and in my opinion, it puts him right there with LeBron for most interesting Lakers going into next season. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so do you think, let's just start there. Do you think that's something he's capable of? Do you think we get to a, plot, a point now where he is legitimately making a case for himself as the league's absolute best player? Well, that's part of what's interesting, right, is because these two things are not separate events between him and LeBron in their not. last season, and like yeah. all this stuff is tied together. So if if LeBron has that one last rodeo in him, and he can go old man LeBron mm-hmm. and like kind of decimate the league one more time, that makes it a lot more easy for Anthony Davis to prove that. Yeah, because he has instantly. I mean, either way, he's he has the best ball handler he's ever played with and mm-hmm. best playmaker. Um, Drew Holiday is pretty good, but yeah, LeBron's better. Yeah. Okay. As a as a playmaker, I meant like <sighs> LeBron's a better playmaker than Drew Holiday. I don't think it's particularly close. That's close. Anthony, me. come on! I know you're a Drew Holiday stan, but like, I, am. I really like. You Drew cannot Holiday. be serious. This is not the hill that you're gonna die. I'm on. not gonna die on a hill. I'm just thinking about it. Okay. I'm just. I'm. And I'm then you're coming here. to the conclusion that LeBron is like miles no, ahead. I, I don't. Miles? Yeah. Probably not Miles. I'd say like I'd say like if LeBron is like a ten out of ten, I'd probably have Drew as like an eight and a half. Or an eight. Yeah. Which like in the NBA is Miles. Miles? Yeah. Wow, okay, fine then. LeBron's Miles ahead of Yeah. 
I mean, maybe I'm underrating Holiday a bit, but I don't think so. I, I don't know I how much Holiday, Drew Holiday stuff you've watched over the course of your lifetime. It's probably true, but I know how much <laughs> LeBron stuff I've watched, and he's pretty, <laughs> well, he's pretty He is really good. good. He is really um, good. I'm not saying he isn't. And, like, and he, he also just has height advantages and things mm-hmm. like that that you can't, like, you know, you can't get from a smaller guard in terms of seeing passing angles and lob yeah. angles and all that stuff. And just the threat and pressure that he creates on the defense that then Davis can capitalize on. Mm-hmm. And... Anthony Davis is such, like, a physical freak. And, yeah. like, that even that alone, like, if we're just taking his playmaking, shoot, like, his kind of burgeoning shooting skills out of the equation, even just the athletic, the athletic and his ability to dive to the basket, his timing on jumps and stuff for lobs right. and whatever, and, like, seeing these angles and creating them with his jump, right. um, like, even that would make him an incredible fit next to LeBron. And then when you factor in the fact that defenses can't leave him because, like, he can make plays from the elbow. Yeah. He can, like, shoot the ball a little bit, and especially, like, from mid-range and whatever. Like, defenses can't just, like, totally abandon Anthony Davis to cut off LeBron's drive. So that makes LeBron more dangerous. That makes Anthony Davis more dangerous. That makes all these shooters more dangerous. And then I also think, like... D- how much is LeBron willing to cede to Anthony Davis is, like, an interesting question here yeah. that will go into a lot of how all of this is perceived, right? Mm-hmm. Because LeBron, we saw Kyrie get dissatisfied because LeBron, he kind of came in, and there were some illusions, I think, that, like, you know, you're going to be the guy, like, in a couple of years. I, I have a couple years left, and then it's kind of going to shift responsibility onto you, and I'm going to take a step back. LeBron never really wanted to let go of the wheel. We no. saw that. Yeah. And Kyrie got frustrated with it. Is LeBron now at the point, and we've seen this through his actions this summer, it seems like he is, but we mm-hmm. won't know until they're on the court. Is he now at the point where he's kind of willing to take his hands off the gas, like uh, his foot off the gas a little bit and let Davis yeah. kind of... Uh, like is LeBron going to be willing to be the second leading scorer on the team? Yeah. I don't think that's ever happened in, in his career. I highly doubt it. Yeah, and and I, you know, that's that's if Anthony Davis leads a team in scoring that has LeBron James on the roster, and LeBron is also you know fully healthy, whatever. Then yeah, I mean, I, like that's a, that's an MVP caliber year for for Anthony Davis. Yeah, and so these two are kind of like like uh, inextricably like kind of. Uh, Connected. Tied together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. In that sense. But I think Davis is, he's an incredible player. I think he took a lot of flack last year in the public consciousness for how he handled the trade demand. And I don't think that he was properly valued for how incredible he was before that. Yeah. And so when you look at that and then you knock him off, it almost feels like, and I think that's why there's been a lot of pushback on like Davis's top five player, top eight player, whatever, from a lot of generalized NBA fans because like they weren't seeing him as in that echelon. And now it almost feels like Lakers fans are trying to shoehorn him in there now because now he's a Laker. But I I think he's had the potential to be there. He's a guy that finished top three in MVP voting and Defensive Player of the Year voting a couple years ago. I saw some astounding stat the other day that he was like, uh, that he had like the highest margin between blocks and steals and like uh, between fouls, like against fouls committed or whatever, and he was, like, plus 77 in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, he had, like, 77 more stocks, as Bill yeah. Simmons calls them, uh, than he does fouls, which is, like, that's a crazy defensive right. stat. And it was, like, 20 ahead of anyone else in the league. And this was either last year or two years ago. I don't remember the, who put up the graphics, so I'm sorry about that. Well, but. It, like, I, I would I would go so far. So right now, remember when, before Anthony Davis had even been traded, 
there was the big conversation about like you know trade packages, players who could be going, and you know the Lakers had the guys who were actually eventually traded: Lonzo, AD, Hart, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Boston, there was a big long conversation about Jason Tatum and and Jalen Brown and and their young assets there. And then for some reason we pigeonholed <laughs> the Knicks into this conversation. Yeah, we're just like eh, for and SEO then, reasons. Why not? Knicks. Yeah, the Knicks they have a package. Yeah, Who knows? and and like the the player. I mean, if they had gotten the number one pick, I think they would have had sure. a chance because New Orleans maybe just would have valued Zion over mm-hmm. anything else. So who knows? But but, uh, but at, at the time before before the number one pick was even factored into it, the player that everybody kind of like held up as here's this young player who could potentially be like this this decent trade asset was Mitchell Robinson and uh, you know Mitchell Robinson is fine he, yeah he lit up summer league and He's was blocking prospect. yeah blocking everything and, and these things like just so take Mitchell Robinson and then add guard skills to him yeah and then make him only five years older and now you have Anthony Davis. Yeah, like he's just—he's just such an incredibly rare talent at that position. He's really, you know, in this era of basketball where your bigs have to be able to hit three pointers, he's really the only big out there who could not hit three pointers and still be nearly as valuable as he is right now because of everything he does on the defensive end, because of the way he can handle the ball, like. He is just so incredibly rare that, that, yeah, I think he became hugely underrated because of this whole perception, how dare you leave New Orleans. And, like, and I mean, he clearly wasn't trying that hard on defense last year. So, like, that's going to you? your— No, I wouldn't. But I'm <laughs> saying, like, that is going to—when you're just looking at that, that's yeah. like, oh, well, maybe he's not as good of a defender as we thought. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. when you're not really thinking about the trade demand or he doesn't really want to be there or whatever. Seems like—, like Disingenuous to not a little, think about but I, I think that sometimes subconsciously we can kind of just let that stuff affect the way that we're viewing them on the basketball court because it's the most recent thing we saw. Mm-hmm. Even if we kind of know that context of it, it's still like, is he that good? You know, like you just watched like him not play that well. Yeah. So, um, and I think that if he can single hand, and it would be almost single handedly, depending on how much help Vogel gives him in terms of you know scheme and like figuring out a way to kind of scheme out a lot of these guys' weaknesses on defense. It really would still be built around if the Lakers are able to have a good defense this year. It will be built around Anthony Davis' yeah. greatness. Right. And if they can have like a top ten defense this year, that's like defensive player of the year buzz for yeah. Anthony Davis. I think. Yeah. And if he's in the defensive player of the year conversation, first team All NBA on on defense and then in the actual grouping as well. And he outscores LeBron. And you're talking about all these that like that's the resume of the best player in the NBA. Yeah. That like just like just bar none. Well and there's just there's no one now that Kevin Durant has uh gone down, like there's just no one like Davis in the NBA. Maybe Giannis, Giannis a little bit just yeah. in terms but he's not quite as big, so mm-hmm. like it's not exactly the same thing. But just in terms of like the unguardability of like I can shoot over you or finish yeah. over you anytime and Giannis has that too, so I guess uh, no, we can we, lump him. We, in we there. started to see some of that chip away with Giannis last year. A little bit once in, like in the, the playoffs, playoffs got around or yeah. whatever. But still like so maybe there's one or two guys in yeah. the league next year. That yeah, you're talking about like the absolute the upper echelon, yeah. no matter how you rank it. And like Davis is just a guy that there's no answer for him on this Lakers team. Like uh, like on these other teams, I think as yeah. well in the West. Like Especially who's going Clippers, to who's going to slow him down? Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. And so if he can take advantage of that, and the Lakers can almost make this. 
like uh, retro style team around him where like it's the big man is the best player and that's not very often that mm-hmm. that happens anymore um, and actually like if they can take advantage of his greatness to the tune of like playoff success, then that will almost prove his greatness even more than it normal it would in any other normal years because of the de-emphasis of the big man. Yeah. The fact that they're able to go counterculture and he's a guy that can't get played off the floor in the playoffs. Yeah. And he's still a guy that can dominate in the post when you try to put a smaller guy on him. And he's a guy that can, you know, like get his shot off from mid-range. He's a guy that can make plays from out there. He's a guy that can maybe even space out the three this year. You know, Hopefully. like he's had like some mixed results from there in the past like last year wasn't great mm-hmm. for him um like i think career he's like well below Not league right. average but even if he can just get to league average like that makes him a terrifying offensive yeah. player to guard and well, especially deal with. if especially if he and lebron are playing the four and five positions right yeah. if he's at the five and lebron's at the four because one of those guys is going to demand the other team's best low post defender right and then when so if we're talking about Denver for example, right? And you're going up against Jokic and you're going up against like Paul Millsap as your front court. Millsap is going to guard the the better of the two players, but that still means like LeBron is going to be guarded by Jokic or yeah, Anthony Davis. I don't think Mike Malone's going to fl- let that fly. Right, like you a Anthony Davis is going to be guarded by Jokic. Yeah. Same kind of thing. You look at you look at the Clippers, right? If they go out there and like they start a game with with Zubats at the five, and then they have who would be their four? I guess it would technically be be like Kawhi, maybe. I, I don't think Kawhi will start at the four, but well, like or yeah. in their best lineups. Yeah, their right? best lineups. So if their if their best lineups is like it's probably Patrick, Montrez, honestly, at the yeah. five. Right. Yeah. And and so, but in those in those best lineups, so. Harold can't guard Anthony Davis. No. Not not a freaking chance. And so now you're going to have Kawhi, I guess, or Paul George on Davis? Yeah, and, like, so that's the thing is, like, does it matter still? Like, is Anthony Davis great enough to beat math? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, because threes are worth more than twos. Mm -hmm. We all know this. Mm -hmm. Like, we've been taught this since kindergarten. Uh For some reason, a lot of people thought it didn't apply. The Lakers, in particular, have been beaten over the head with this principle. Yes. And so now they, I mean, they have shooters. I'm not saying that they don't have shooters, but I'm saying, in terms of their best player not being a three point shooter or a guy that, like, creates a ton of threes effortlessly, because Davis's possessions don't necessarily always free up threes. No, he's not that kind of a passer. Yeah. And so, like, can he be good enough and take advantage? of his man enough on offense to overcome just the math equation yeah. that he's going up against every night. And that, again, would be even more of a testament to his greatness. It'd and, insane. like, he's 26, and I do think that this year is kind of primed for him to break out. I think people are underrating him because those Pelicans teams weren't ever that great. But part of the reason they weren't that great is they just never had anyone who could fully unlock Davis's talents. Right. And if Davis is able to kind of shift into his more natural role is like he's not the creator all the time. Sometimes he's getting things created for him. Yeah, he's more of a finisher. Yeah, he's going to be incredible and probably borderline unstoppable. Yeah. A fascinating theme throughout the NBA this year to me is is going to be you're seeing a lot of super talented guys in situations where they're going to be happy or look forward to their playing situation for the first time in a minute. Well, we right? say that now, but guys always find a way to be on Yeah, I mean, like, Kyrie Irving is going to be livid just as, so- as long as, yeah. like, it continues to be proven to him the earth is not 
flat. Yeah. Right? He's just going to be angry, walk around angry all the time. But, like, you look at Kyrie, you look at Anthony Davis, like, he's going from a situation last year where, like you said, and like we've said, like everybody has pointed out, he didn't care about defense last year. And for good reason. Like, I wouldn't and, care about that And team. the other thing, too, uh, going back to the offense part of it and him being put into his more natural role, mm-hmm. you just made me think of this, is, like, He's going to be able to put in more energy on defense because he's not going to be having yeah. to work as hard. To it's an all-around be an better situation. Yeah. yeah, it's the best situation he's ever played in, and yeah. anybody that tells you differently is lying. Yeah, but like you look at, so Anthony Davis is going to be happier in this in the situation he's in last year. I would make the, the case that LeBron is probably going to be happier. He doesn't have to like you think care about Lonzo or have to like pretend to care about Brandon Ingram. Like that would yeah. probably be be nice for him. Steph Curry and Draymond don't have to pretend to not hate Kevin Durant. Uh, Kawhi Leonard doesn't have to pretend to care about anybody in Canada. Like, it'll be nice for all of these. It's, it's a fascinating theme throughout the league where, all right, you moved heaven and earth. You did everything you could. Anthony Davis specifically, especially, dr- had his name and reputation absolutely drugged through the mud because he was seen as this quote-unquote ungrateful child who got paired with Rich Paul and had his mind messed with and, and Rich yes, Paul was, he was this, brainwashed yeah, by Rich brainwashed Paul into being on to be LeBron's sidekick. Right. Uh and whatever the, the case may be, he is going to be in a situation where he is legitimately happy to to be like you look look at every single quote he's had. Remember do you remember He was the like Dwight? practically giggling at yeah. his intro press. Do you remember the Dwight Howard presser? Yeah. Do you remember how, like, the questions to him were, well, you know, uh, uh, how are you feeling and, and how, you know, how do you feel about long term and this and that and the other? Has Kobe taught mentality right. yet? Well, I remember f- my takeaway from that was like, man, this guy doesn't really seem that thrilled to be here. Yeah, I think I, I walked remember, away from that was like, I think my assumption then was like he just must have been tired because I think he had had like surgeries and stuff. Yeah, he had ha- he was recovering, and I'm like, oh, he's just like yeah, he's just tired. he's just jet lagged and tired. Whatever, yeah, it's fine. fine. I'm sure that there's nothing to worry about. Right, he's gonna be our next franchise big man. <laughs> <laughs> Lo and behold, yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, to to, com- to compare that with the Anthony Davis thing and where he is and everything that he said to this point, I'm just really excited to spe- to see he and other hugely talented superstars be in situations that they're legitimately happy to be able to perform in. Now, how long that continues, whatever that's a, that's yeah. a variable. But in in this with this particular superstar, he's alongside the best player he will ever play with. Right now. Whether or not LeBron is at that level that we that we kind of want to write him, pencil him into, okay, that's within debate. But he is still going to be alongside the best player he'll ever play alongside. He's going to be in the and city that he to wants to be in. And LeBron will have it easier because of Davis's presence, mm-hmm. which you'd think gives him another half step. Or He'll whatever. get to show off his acting chops in Space Jam 2. Yes. Like, uh, all of these things. And like, we're going to have a locker room that isn't constantly, A, being asked if they like each other or not, and B, yeah. like, doesn't have to kind of look around and be like, oh, yeah, I love playing with Langdon and uh, Bront. <laughs> right, yeah. It's like, you mean Lonzo and Brandon? <laughs> sure. <laughs> So I, I, that's the thing that you know more more importantly in my opinion than the skill set that Anthony Davis has, how he fits with LeBron, how the team fits around him. I'm really excited to see this dude like legitimately care about the team he's on for the first time in a minute. And and you know now Pelicans fans are going to use that soundbite and say, well. 
it's pretty cool that now all of a sudden he's going to care about this team for the first time in a minute. He was he was held like, up well, as a you senior. know, maybe your organization should not have failed him so spectacularly yeah, maybe, so many times. Maybe don't have Mickey Loomis, Saints GM, as your team president. Maybe, like... You know, it's great that it's great and that, like that a team trainer changed. for a long time. Yeah, it was like that was like it's like okay, my knee really hurt. Throw some dirt on it. My my favorite my favorite like response or retort from from Pelicans fans that hop into my mentions is, well, that's not the case anymore. It was the case in the first place. Yeah. It should never have been in the case. Yeah. Sometimes it's like. It doesn't. Have you ever had one of those relationships, either like romantic or friendship or wherever? Should we bring Jen in for this? (laughs) No, (laughs) probably not. Where there's just too much bad stuff has happened for you to just be like, like, we all have friends like that, right? Like, I have a friend, you know, you have friends like from high school and whatever, and like, it's just sometimes it's like, well, you know, you're telling me you're apologizing and like that's great and I think that you're a good person, but there's just been too many times that you've let me down for me to feel comfortable like continuing this relationship forward. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? No matter how much they improve themselves or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I had somebody off the top of my mind that I won't name in particular. Yeah, it's on the, the show. and it's just like like the at some point like sorry we fixed it doesn't cut it anymore yeah. it doesn't matter if it's a new person right. in charge of the organization the damage was or done yeah, it was damage it's over was the, the 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 last straw hit the camel's back and that was it and, yeah. and davis wanted out now you know now he's in the situation where it is a completely restart it's it's a complete restart he's completely now the other thing too that i don't think has gotten nearly enough pub and and look i if you guys want to listen to more tangible stuff, why I think this can all work, you guys can listen to Locked On Lakers because, like, I've done all that analysis. Yeah. To me, what's what what There's I no find point in repeating ourselves. The, the intangible, the intangible stuff here is fascinating to me. Intangibly, we don't know how rested they are. We don't know the effect this is actually going to have on them this upcoming season. But Anthony Davis and LeBron James are going to be more rested than at any point in either of their careers yep. since like Anthony Davis high school. is skipping Team USA for yeah. that reason. And All now like he started a trend. Now everybody like who's probably gonna start for that team at this rate? <laughs> Kuz is going to come in. Everybody's all rested. Kuz is going to come into training camp after playing 39 minutes to help Team USA, (laughs) uh, 39 minutes a game and scoring like 30 to help Team USA qualify. How do you think Kuz plays this? Because, like, there aren't enough famous people for him to take Snapchats with. I was like, do you think he's actually going to do it? He, like, drops out. Yeah. He's like, there's nobody worth tampering with here. (laughs) Do you think the Lakers tell him, like, you're good, dude. You can come back. Come back. It's fine. You're good. It's fine. But, yeah, no, those are the things. I was going to say my favorite retort from Pelicans bloggers over the summer is like, oh, look at all these good young players that we have. Yeah, that well, we I mean, that's trash just, beforehand. Yeah, I mean, I won't name any sites. No, we sh- we definitely should not do I, that. I won't and name any sites that, that are also on this family of websites. Yeah, just family of websites is in the internet in general. Yeah, like I won't name anybody in particular... We just had to cut that out. I just, I just, I just named, I name dropped everybody. You guys should have heard it. It was an incredible. Rant. He was really mad. <laughs> you better delete that. I no, I will. I will. I promise. Maybe. <laughs> all right. You, I what? drove all the way from Hawthorne today uh-huh. to come down here. I bought you and lunch. Do this podcast. I bought you lunch. You have let me for down your birthday so many times. Once again. <laughs> Hey, everybody, by the way, Harrison loves it when you shout him out. Uh, this, happy birthday. This prank will not work. Our listeners are smart enough to know that you're messing with them. I'm just telling you guys. He just It's a belated birthday because his birthday was last week. But if you guys wish him happy oh, birthday. Oh, yeah, what day was it? Hmm? What day was it? Thursday? Friday? 
So you don't even know. It was Thursday Absolutely. or Friday. I got to remember because it's not you're, my birthday. It's the it was July eighteenth, right? So no, yeah, it was. You're lying again. You lied the first time. The reason I'm doing this right now is because you lied to me in the first place. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for this episode of uh, the Lake Show. The Lie Show. The the, the Lie Show. (laughs) Which one of us is lying? My apologies to everybody who I burnt, like on on, as I in the recording of this. You're gonna delete that. Uh, What? Oh, that? Yeah. That? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I'm gonna delete it. Uh, But. Make sure you guys are tuning in. If you guys enjoyed the structure of this show, probably not that like we will. Okay, yeah, we will. I think calling this structure would be very well. We still like follow the structure of this. If show. you enjoyed having the players previewed, we are going to continue to do that yeah. on Silver Screen Roll. And most of the people will probably actually follow the format and not talk about Applebee's the whole time. But if you liked that, you can listen to us. We're or on. if you don't like Applebee's, yeah. you can continue listening to us. Yeah, every Tuesday. But if you do like Applebee's, you're banned from the podcast. Banned from life. Yeah. Honestly. I think Anthony just threatened to kill you. Yeah, I did. Oh, my God. If I don't do it, Applebee's is... If I don't do it, Applebee's is definitely going to. Yeah, no. Like, I don't have to, like, commit murder. They're doing it. letter from them. (laughs) By the end. I'm actually going to be disappointed if we don't. (laughs) Applebee's, if you're listening, Sue Harrison.